0: Welcome in Longhorn fans on Texas football. I'm Bobby Burton joined by Joe Cook, InsideTexas.com beat reporter as well as managing editor for the website. Joe is in Nashville today at the Grand Hyatt Hotel for SEC media days. He was in Arlington this time last week getting ready for the Big 12 media days. Uh, Joe, some distinct differences from Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, and Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner in their speeches today. Uh, and and Sankey's speech today, outline some of those uh, for the audience.
1: Yeah, so Brett Yormark, obviously, at at Big 12 Media Days, he's talking about a a future that may not be fully established yet. Obviously, he's welcoming, welcoming in four new programs, seeing two leave and trying to market the Big 12 as best as possible for maybe future expansion. Greg Sankey doesn't have that problem. He's got Texas and Oklahoma coming in next year. They're kind of good. There's no big reason for them to make any big moves. Uh, so there was a contrast there. Uh, both talked about their accomplishments, but Greg Sanky's got some more concrete examples with all the recent major drafts, recent national championships, and all the different sports, things like that, to where uh, he had a lot more just to, to roll with as opposed to, oh, we're selling a bright future. Man, that sounds like college recruiting, doesn't it? Uh, but uh, with with Brett York, excuse me, with Greg Sankey, obviously um, he touched on Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, scheduling came up a little bit, but the topic that he harped on a ton was name, image, and likeness. And I, I really thought that we would hear similar messaging from Brett Yormark and Greg Sankey. Uh, think about what they both have to do. I don't. I can't remember the exact footprint that the Big 12 covers as far as number of states-wise, but it's a lot. You got Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, West Virginia, Iowa, now Ohio, Florida, Utah. Um, That's a lot of different places and a lot of different ideologies that have a lot of different ways of going about NIL. And that's why Brett Yormark said, you know what, you need to follow the NCAA's rules and we would prefer federal legislation. Greg Sankey basically said the same thing. Uh, 12 states, I think, are are going to make up the SEC once Oklahoma joins. And although they may mostly be on a similar side of the aisle, that's still 12 different state legislatures, 12 different state laws. uh, And that's why he was pushing more for a federal legislation. And he had a real interesting choice of words. He was asked a question about um, laws like the Texas law. He deflected kind of quickly to say, well, the New York one is the more recent one. Uh, but he he kind of used the term, I think it was not race to the gutter, but race to the bottom, something like that from state legislators about trying to override maybe SEC affiliation and its bylaws and NCAA bylaws. And as you would expect, someone who works for uh, university presidents and uh, are trying, and, and the NCAA works for university presidents too, uh, trying to make sure that um, his job is easier was his goal, their job is easier is their goal, and that comes from federal legislation. That's what he really pounded the table for more than anything during his time, where he did touch on a lot of different topics, but that was easily his main focus.
0: I want to say one thing about his discussion about NIL that I thought was interesting and much different than actually Brett Yarmark's. While he was calling for federal legislation, he was also asking for collaboration among his schools. Um, And that seems to be the difference in the SEC. Uh, They're not, the the Big 12 is a disparate group of schools. There's private schools, there's big public schools, there's church schools, there's all kinds of different mix. Whereas the SEC is primarily large public schools. There's Vanderbilt, right? And that's about the only private school in the whole uh, grouping. Everyone else is a, is a public school and a large one typically at that. I think he's looking more for a collaboration among those states to help enjoin something in Congress and help lead the way in um, something that all of them can come together on, as opposed to one state takes out and takes the the easiest way and another, take, another one takes the, the strictest way. He's looking for some some middle ground, which, again, he's he, not your mark, is the, the, the man that's uh, guiding the aircraft carrier, right? He's got the SEC. It is uh, the big bad man on the block. And so uh, he's got that. I, I found it interesting. You mentioned some of those uh, stats that he reeled off. They were impressive, okay? He said this about the SEC. Only conference that's had one participant in the college football playoff since the college football playoff has ever existed. 17 uh, straight years with the most players drafted in the NFL. The SEC has. People wonder why Jerry Hamilton always preaches that importance of the SEC and what kids are interested in from a recruiting perspective. Four straight college football playoff victories by three different teams. So they're, they're, the SEC has won the last four Georgia 2, Alabama, and then also, obviously, LSU. So take that. They had the number one draft pick in the NFL draft, the number one and two draft pick in the Major League Baseball draft, the number two draft pick in the NBA, I believe, and the number one draft pick in the WNBA. I think it's safe to say they're pretty, pretty well stocked with talent when it comes to uh, the SEC. Um, the other thing that I, I you know, – we'll, we'll uh, mention this now – it kind of took us all a little bit by surprise. Uh, first, Brett McMurphy mentioning that he, th- he had heard that next year's media days for the SEC would be in Dallas. Well, on the podium, uh, Greg Sankey confirmed that it's going to be moving to Dallas next year at the Omni Ho- Hotel. Joe, and I got your text as soon as it happened. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm in. So now instead of uh, they moved it from Birmingham a year ago or two ago. Uh, to Nashville this year, and now it's going uh, to uh, Dallas this coming year. Uh, what does that say? I mean, uh, about the, about Texas officially becoming part of that SEC state because now you have not only Texas, you have A&M and Oklahoma, all about 200 miles from Dallas, right? And all that now becomes a hub of the SEC.
1: Yeah, and you can't forget Arkansas isn't too far from there. Yeah, yeah so that's right. Yeah, it's just it's just about making that foothold, kind of throwing a shot across the bow of the Big Twelve and saying, hey, this is this is SEC territory now. Um, I, like you mentioned, two hour or two and a half hours or so, three hours away from all three of those schools, maybe four or five from from Arkansas. Just a college football. I mean, obviously it's a pro sports town, but there's a lot of college football that's happened there between the Cotton Bowl and it being a, a place where so many different programs kind of have a base, whether it be Texas and OU, obviously, um, Texas A and m, Arkansas, TCU, SMU, Texas Tech, Baylor all have presence there. North Texas is there. so uh, it's just a college football town where a lot of different fans, uh, are, are able to congregate, and it's the SEC trying to say, you know what, this is our spot. Now, they didn't get it at Jerry World. Um, I think the Big 12 is very big and very keen on defending that as their turf. They don't want to see that uh, that venue, and you know, rightfully so in their mind, and in my mind too, they don't want to see that venue go somewhere else because that's that's theirs. They consider it home. That's why it's going to the Omni. I mean, a big hotel is a big hotel for things like the, this. Uh, But I think there was something very curious that I think resonates a little bit more than just the meetings being there. If you know that Omni, it can put up whatever message you want. And the same goes for uh, Reunion Tower right there. It's got a bunch of LED lights and you can put stuff on there. And Greg Sankey made a point to say this Dallas skyline is gonna be lit up with the colors of the Southeastern Conference. And, you know, you can say that you're going to have a meeting somewhere and you can have people show up, but there's going to be something about, I think, a lasting pick Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Sure, Uh, that Omni in the Dallas skyline with big SEC logo on it. I think that's something that it helps with the the marketing uh, battle that SEC is winning and likely going to continue to wage. Uh, But I think that's just kind of a we-can-do-this-so-we're-going-to moment for the SEC. And, um, hey, I'm excited. That'll help our coverage, I feel like. I think fans are able to go to a certain extent, um, and it should make for a pretty interesting time uh, in the Metroplex next year.
0: Uh, You mentioned the the marketing, and I'm sitting here looking at you via via video, and I see your SEC lanyard wrapped around your – Neck right right now, Joe, so it's quite apparent they're into that. Uh, Another thing that uh, I felt was, uh, you know, worth mentioning and and something that um, was interesting to me, he said a pretty nice – it wasn't a eulogy of sorts to Mike Leach, but it certainly was a nod to the old ball coach uh, and his uh, impact on college sports and at Mississippi State. And, you know, we know him better probably from Texas Tech during our time, Joe, um, you know, what, what did you think of those uh, discussions and, and, and what he said there? I think that was
1: awesome. Uh, Mike Leach is one of the few people I think in college football who can have such a strong effect on the sport, but then also just getting recognized for his quirkiness and uh, character outside of it. Uh, there, there's no one like him. Uh, there would never be someone like him not only from a personality perspective, but kind of on field. You don't see a lot of people thinking, you know what? Throwing it 50 times a game is the way to go. Even his disciples, whether they be Lincoln Riley, Mike Gundy, Dana Holgerson, Zach Kitley. Uh, you know, the, the closest thing I think currently in college football to Mike Leach is probably Cliff Kingsbury or in football right now. Um, I think Zach Kitley's close, but he's like a branch below. Um, so he, he's unique. Uh, there's really not going to be anybody like him. And it was cool to see. I, I think it was a, a, it was a muted tribute. That's what uh, Mike Leach would have wanted to I think he was asked at one point in his career, how do you want to be remembered? And Leach pretty quickly goes, I don't care. I'm dead. So <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, That sort of sentiment was was given, but it was also still a great tribute by Sankey to honor one of the SEC's own. And you know, he I think if I remember right, during discussions last year, Leach was the first sitting head coach to pass away since you know the two thousands when, for another reason, Pat Fitzgerald was named the successor at Northwestern. So it's not something that's very common, at least in FBS and. Uh, obviously, you know someone that were, the, the sport is is not the same without him. So it was a good tribute by by Sankey.
0: Yeah, the Northwestern coach was Randy Walker, of course. the Pat Fitzgerald took over and now has been uh, dethroned uh, out of the uh, head job there at Northwestern. Uh, Joe, you've now been had a chance to see the opening day at both the SEC and the Big Twelve uh, media conferences. Any particular interesting tidbits that you would throw that are a little bit different? I mean, you've, this is not your first rodeo. You've seen several media days in different sports as well. Uh, anything that the SEC does notably different than the Big 12? You know, I, I'm,
1: I'm trying to think when it's hard to compare a extremely nice hotel ballroom to the playing surface at AT&T Stadium. Um, and, of course, with 14 teams there, 14 teams here, even though there's smaller markets in the Big 12, I I felt like it was similar representation, but I think you also just have to look at the the big media that's here. And I think obviously you're never going to find anything better covering Texas sports and even at a certain point covering the SEC than what you get from inside Texas and from other sites and on three that are similar to us. But it, it says something I feel like to see the volume of national people here. Uh, so they, you know,
0: so there, there's more So there's more national people at the SEC media days than at the Big 12 I, winning event? I,
1: I would say so. And from, like, the, the legacy outlets, like, I guess they're legacy now, or legacy-minded outlets like Yahoo, like uh, Athletic, like ESPN, Sports Illustrated, they sent them all here. Um, and I think they were represented well at Big 12 media days, but I think they're represented in full force. A lot of that has to do with the calendar. Um, I think the next big one's Big Ten. I'm not sure exactly when that is. ACC, Pac-12. I don't know when those are going on. But um, just looking at the scale and, and the fervor, the other thing is, um, fans really can't go to the Big 12 one, and they they're not allowed in, really here. But there's some there's a presence. They know all. They know the coaches are going to be here. They know their favorite players are going to be here. So you see some people walking around on excuse me, Walking around on Broadway. I saw a Jaden Daniels shirt for LSU. So that, that's a little bit different. And, uh, you can just kind of understand, you know, all those taglines, they're, they're silly at times, but there's a reason that the, the, their own network gets to air everything. And there's gonna be four days of coverage instead of two. That, that may be something to consider as well. Instead of just throwing everybody, um, splitting them in two over two days, they're spreading this out over four days. And I think that's because they know they can get and captivate and keep that attention. Whereas with the big 12, that staying power, isn't the same uh, going forward, especially without Texas and Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. It may end up being one day uh, in, in by zoom. Yeah, I, I I get it. Uh, Joe, any other uh, thoughts before I let you go here? I know you got to get back to it. Jimbo Fisher's on the podium, et cetera. Brian Kelly went today as well, I believe. Uh, Any other thoughts that you want to add for people out there that uh, did not get a chance to listen in all day?
1: You know, I'm trying to make some connections here. Obviously you have radio row uh, where, you know, people from from sports stations from all over the South, Houston, Atlanta, Nashville, uh, everywhere on three has their own uh, station here as well. And every time I I, kind of introduce myself to someone, it's like, okay, you know what? We need a Texas guy. We're excited. And, No, hello. Yeah, I'm glad to do it. Glad to (laughs) glad to offer my assistance. But I think the the idea that Texas and Oklahoma are joining is just really now starting to hit people. We've been focusing on it a lot ever since you know two years ago when it broke at SEC Media Days, and of course it became the captivating story of the 2021 SEC Media Days. But you know the two teams don't join until now, 2024. For a lot of these programs it's like okay you know that's the, further down the line we'll get to it when we get to it how do we dethrone georgia how do we knock off alabama um but now i think having texas media there's going to be oklahoma media here i know sooner scoop sending a few people um uh, having that presence here now kind of i think is the first sign for so many of these different outlets that like this is a real thing and that texas and oklahoma will be here real soon Uh, and so that's that's what i've kind of picked up that there's a little bit of intrigue they're going to obviously have uh, a a preview come week two when texas plays at alabama Uh, that's going to be something on their mind that'll make it even more real uh before we get to the 2024 calendar year and and things really start moving all
0: right that's joe cook of dot com beat reporter as well as managing editor for the site. Uh, Joe, uh, enjoy your time in Nashville at the Grand Ho- uh at the uh, Grand Hyatt. Uh continue covering it and uh we'll see you soon. That's Joe Cook of InsideTexas.com. Uh for fellow Longhorn fans out there, uh we appreciate your viewership. Uh thanks for watching today's episode of All in Texas.